fighting Calder from outside the cage a little bit this weekend in the first ever MMA trade. Super bummed it didn't happen with Bellator, by the way. That one hurt. Mm. We are sending Demetrius Johnson to one championship for Ben Askren. And I would have assumed a future draft pick. I was so bummed not one was involved. Proving fighting way easier outside the cage. I don't know why more people don't try it. It is time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. And Raph, you brought a friend? I did, but before we bring him on, we have some issue that we need to resolve right now. And the issue that I think you're bypassing is probably the largest argument that I think we've had a long time. I was worried and we weren't going to be able to go past it, so I wasn't sure we wanted to start with it. I assumed we well, were waiting until we I think could. it's important that we issue what we're issuing about to the public, Kevin. Fine. We don't just hide. Fine. That's what the therapist told Verbal Tap listeners, please let the record reflect that during this very serious Halloween candy discussion, the spirit of Halloween cut the call. Karma, ghost, or Raph's argument? You be the judge. Back to the show. Kevin, I'm just saying, the therapist told us that we're supposed to address our issues. And so my thing is, today I was very surprised when Kevin sent me a message that said, candy corn is delicious. Now, Kevin, why would you think that candy corn is delicious? First of all, thank you for putting our couples therapy business out right on the laundry. I, it's that's important not the know. interpretation. I thought we were supposed to be open with each other. I didn't know that meant everyone. You posted an inflammatory thing that people like you do when it's close to Halloween. You deniers. Uh, I've I've listened to a lot of podcasts about flat earthing. I consider this running parallel, which is something they and you should be able to understand. Mm-hmm. You are besmirching the very dignified symbol of Halloween and fall. The most magnificent candy, the candy corn. It's a little well, piece of history. It's as though the Mayflower dropped them off in a, in a more peaceful way than they did the uh, diseases. Look, I'm not going to get political. Not this podcast. Raph, why do you hate, why do you hate on me? For hating candy corn. Let's ask let's ask that. No, you you like candy corn. I hate on you Love for it. liking it. Love it. Okay. <laughs> no one said like. Well, Love. Then I want to make it very clear that I decided to bring on an expert for this week's over under Kevin at the form of candying. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the child, Keith Kikorian. Keith, is candy corn good, yes or no? No, not even a little bit. Can you explain why to Kevin? Because Kevin is so wrong on this, and I did not feed that answer to you. This is you as a true candy enthusiast, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, well, I I mean, Kevin actually teased this when you were off the the call earlier, and I was like, oh, maybe Mr. Esparza likes likes candy corn. That sounds weird, but I mean, it kind of makes sense. You know, you're, you know pretty unique in a lot of ways and then and then you guys just uh revealed that kevin's the one who likes candy corn i did not see that coming so yeah i don't know i just don't think that candy corn has ever actually tasted like candy like when you have it it, it tastes more akin to vegetable than than candy you know what i mean so like i feel like if we had to like put it in a food group it would go into the corn food group it wouldn't go in candy you know what i mean not 100% sure corn is a food food group, but Kevin, do you understand the child's perspective <laughs> on this and on. how he is closer to candy appropriate age 
than you or myself. Your so Honor, I may I cross-examine? Go witness. right ahead. Thank you. Mr. Krikorian, <laughs> you've stated you're an expert in candy. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Yet, you've signed up to fight at the ADCC trials at what weight? Oh, 145. <laughs> what do you weigh currently, if you don't mind, for the public jury? Uh, objection, Your <laughs> leading the witness and also berating his weight. <laughs> I would actually prefer to not answer that. All hey, right. You don't have to say what you're feeling on the inside. So I'll ask this. Bag, I'll just ask this. Retract. <laughs> Question retracted. All right. Uh, are you eating candy? in this current point in your life uh, right now i no i'm not actually. oh case dismissed this person is oh a fraud my. he's not eating candy right now he's not an expert uh, doesn't your happen honor, your honor which is me i want to make sure that people know <laughs> that keith is competing at the adcc east coast trials you know that he can't have candy right now and i believe that is a cheap shot kevin phillips i thought better of you until three <laughs> minutes ago when you were making fun of keith and then i thought better of you and then i remembered it was against what i wanted so now i think less of you kevin case closed <laughs> Than that, we have to do verbal tabs, cross examines more. Don't worry, <laughs> look for it in the coming years. My simple point is that from the pumpkin to the acorn, you've got orange, yellow, white. It's fall. It's putting on a sweater and enjoying a mocha with the people you love. It's not abstaining from candy. It's indulging. And candy corn, pumpkin size. I don't love the chocolate ones, but sometimes when I'm in the mood to spice it up. Candy corn is delicious. Why I think that most people tuning in are waiting to hear analysis for fights, and we'll get there. But here's where I felt it needed to be addressed. Because Kevin, in a very passive-aggressive way, when I asked him why he liked candy corn, he gave me like one and a half reason. And then ended it by saying, well, some of us have seasons. And I said, oh, oh, is that what we're doing? Geography. Permission to cross-examine. The temperature is what right now? <laughs> it's delicious. That is what California weather is. You have the opportunity to come visit or live here. Case closed. Keith Kikorian, you are competing at ADCC. How do you feel? We're a few days removed. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But as a competitor who also happens to love and be a student of the game, where are you at right now, man? I feel pretty good. They um they released the uh the competitor list. Uh the brackets get released tomorrow. Um you can see a lot of uh you see a lot of the East Coast guys obviously, you see a lot of kind of new names, you know what I mean, guys you've never heard of, and then you see a lot of guys who are coming from, from other places too, you know, which is cool. So um I think it's gonna be like a good collection of all the best guy or you know, most of the best guys in the country or best up and comers, I guess, and uh uh, and some familiar guys like I see Ethan, Nikki, and uh, Cal Steiner in there. Uh, Marvin, Ricky, uh, Applegate—they're all in there too. So like, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good little mix of uh, of all the uh, current you know top 145 guys. I think. Kevin, what was your observation that you had when you saw the list? Fear, just genuine fear. <laughs> I saw it from start to finish, and every time I kept having to go back into vision because I was getting 
almost that overwhelming gaze of holy shit. There's moments in grappling, and I mean, I, it's important to mention I'm injured right now. So by Keith's ex, exact definition, I'm an expert at analyzing grappling. He, this is arguably one of the toughest ADCCs. It's probably the toughest. It's certainly the deepest because if that's what the trials look like, you have to murder some of the meanest killers in the world to get to this tournament. So it's exciting. I, I felt optimistic about grappling and purposeful fear that that's it's it's bad. <laughs> the note that I sent Kevin though was I said this is the moment I kind of feel bad we can't send two people because when you look there and you say oh only one person's going to get it. Okay, that's interesting. Bullshit. So Keith you're you're somebody who studies all of these people in and is very familiar with them. You're going in at the one forty five ish kind of weight division, whatever that's supposed yeah. to be. I don't speak KGs. Like, I, I speak real weight. <laughs> I think it's like one forty four point eight or something. It's pretty much forty five. Okay. Is there somebody in there that you would like to have a match with? Because the beautiful part about that pool is sometimes, and I mean sometimes you get matched up with somebody that you wouldn't ordinarily have a match with. So were there people in there that you were like, Oh, I'd like to actually compete against them. Yeah, there actually were. There's, there's a few, um, like pretty, uh, guys that I knew from wrestling, actually like standout wrestlers that are in it, uh, that I kind of want to go against just because I, I don't, uh, I don't get a whole lot of like, uh, wrestling looks, uh, high level wrestling looks at least, um, besides from my coaches. So I feel like, uh, it would be really good to get some matches in with them. Uh, other than that, there's going to be the top guys, obviously, that I really want to go against, like uh, um, Nikki, Ethan, uh, John Callistein. Uh Those, I think, are going to be some of the guys that I um, w- would would really like matches with. I think that would be really interesting, and, and uh, I think that they're the top guys, and you can't, you kind of can't be a top guy until you beat a top guy, so... That's sort of what I uh, what I hope out of this weekend. Yes, those are the principles of Highlander, so I'm glad you've understood them quite well. Keith, Thanks. you know, we want to get to over-under Kevin, but, you know, we had to settle the whole candy corn thing first, and then we just realized, well, well now we're kind of stuck with you. So do you mind sticking around for, our, I guess, our usual topics that we normally sure talk enough. about before we go to the other thing? Because people already know yeah, who you are, cool. right? Not that like they've been on the show. Who no, he is, probably not. <laughs> but something about like Tenth <laughs> Planet, a lot of decisions. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Brown Belt <laughs> does the thing. Might have been on an EBI. Uh, really I do a smelly. masterful impression of him. He's okay sixty-four impression. and won this year. It's impressive. Not, not. Not true. Raph, permission to cross-examine. Go, go right ahead. <laughs> Do you, in fact, wear a belt when you grapple, Mr. Kikorian? Do I wear a belt? Like a, a gi belt? Or like a... It, you've been introduced like a, as a brown belt. I'm simply asking. Do you wear a belt? <laughs> no, I don't wear a belt. Ah, fraud, Raph. Round two. <laughs> I just keep catching him. It's going to be a long podcast at this rate. <laughs> no, I, this is uh, this is the pride of someone that also hasn't uh, had the shit beat out of me by Keith yet. But I have a mo- I have a feeling that moment is rapidly approaching. Um, one of these days, we are going to hit Raph. I believe we have a, a special guest on the line. Yes, but we do. First, I have to thank a few people that are helping us propel our dreams, and they can help you propel your goals. Uh, 
Let's start with the best nutrition in the game. Nutrition, as Raph points out, is proven. We're not in the trial and error oh. phase. We're already bottom lined here. Nutritional beverage mixes for sustained energy and enhanced performance. Two things I have not enjoyed until I tried the core. It's been years. Keith's young. He's got nothing but sustained energy and enhanced performance. <laughs> for those of us that need help or just want to take it to the next level, go to provennutrition.com. Free shipping over 499 all orders. Kevin 10, Raf 10, tell him we sent you. We love proven nutrition. This, Kev, yes. Is it uh, terrifying to understand that while you're on proven nutrition, I'm on proven nutrition, we also have a proven nutrition athlete with us right now? Oh, damn. It. Oh, see, and a dedicated <laughs> one. He's been able to cut candy just because of proven nutrition. So, Kev, you do yeah. recognize, though, that next week we can force him to do the promotional advertisement. Ooh, we can Ooh. and we will practice all week, Keith. That'd be fun. Good. You've, you've yeah. heard a nice example template now. And here's <laughs> one more. The, what Keith might not wear a belt, but I'll tell you what he does wear a lot of no gi gear. What's best under the gi, under the no gi, north south jujitsu? NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Right now, it's holiday season. You want to get someone you love something? Look. Everyone wants a, a hovering clock, but you use it once a year. Get someone something that matters. What's under your gi? Go to North-South Jiu-Jitsu underwear. You will not be disappointed at the hip-gripping help of North-South Jiu-Jitsu underwear. NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Raph, speaking of Christmas presents, one of these days mm. uh, I'm going to have to pay someone to come over and ship my North-South underwear that you're holding hostage. No. Uh, no. All right. I don't like your no. confidence in that answer. No. I'm... But I need to put you on mute for a second, Raph. Oh, right. Before Sorry. we get to UFC over under, and before we get to the one trade that I'm very excited to hear people's feelings about, we have on the line, rumored to be fighting, Khabib Narma something off. This is purely rumor at this phase, although it's worth pointing out the source has been right before, which is one of the funniest ways of saying, still a rumor, <laughs> not double verified. Khabib is fighting friend of the podcast on longtime retainer. Didn't fight Connor, might have been. George's St. Pierre, host of the Boneyard Dinosaur Show and was an MMA fighter. GSP, how are you doing, sir? Ole, 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 ole. GSP might be fighting Khabib, allegedly. GSP, um, I mean, how long are we going to be doing this? Is this because of Tito? Like, why? What are your What are your thoughts on coming back? Nah, nah. GSP is very much uh, enjoying his uh, retirement, and uh, or no, GSP is no retired. He is uh, just tired. So yeah. But uh, no, I could fight Khabib, maybe, wink, but I'm definitely not, no. Is this because, you, do you think you could stick with him in the grappling department? It's been a while, hasn't it? You know, I... um, you know, you know GSP would, uh, would do old man jujitsu, which is uh, lay on top of uh, Khabib with my extra LBs. Uh, you, don't, you guys use the pound system in Canada? <laughs> I thought we were on the metric. Okay, um, you know, GSP is uh, tired of your cross examination. Where do you get off? You barely understand uh, English tradition. GSP don't know many things. He knows syrup is good, but he knows candy corn, not candy. 
Well, speaking of, we have former candy expert Keith Gregorian on the podcast, Champ. You're 37, he's 21. What type of advice would you give someone who's uh, too young to know what world's about, including, I'll point out, candy. But what would you give him advice-wise as he's trying to amp up into some ADCC? Listen here, Gregorian. You must remember one thing, which is GSB has competed at ADCC. You know, remember? Yes, no? Oh, I remember. Yes, no. <clears throat> okay, then uh, who did GSB face? He beat Otto Olsen in the first round by points, and then he got flying armbarred by Leandro Santos. No, 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 that never happened. Uh, I am insulted <laughs> you bring it up. GSB just did not advance. That was what happened. Okay. He got called out for a Canadian emergency, if I'm reading correctly. Something about a school bus. I'll look into it. You, you too, cute. So, Keith, most important yeah. thing about ADCC when you get in there, you have to remember all time that you are there to grapple. You are not there to play Scrabble. You are not there to play Super Smash Bros. And uh, you are not there to play uh, that one shoot 'em game that everybody play right now. Is it uh, or uh, Red? Uh... Oh, Red. No, Red the other one. Yeah, that one that GSP shows because he's connected to the children. He understands. He knows the kids. So, do you have a question for GSP? Uh, not really. Uh, I I am curious if you have ever had candy in your life. Oh yes, I had candy one time. It was very delicious. Uh, it broke down GSP's body very badly. But uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, now that I think about it, that is probably where GSP got super mono from. Oh, <laughs> well, tune in next week for GSP has super mono story. But at the age of 37, referred to almost never as the Drew Brees of MMA fighting GSP. I just want to say we're happy to see you uh, shake off the dust and then try and get your joints back out there. Well, I am so excited to be maybe fighting Khabib. Yes, no, definitely no, but yeah. maybe wink. But if so, that would be great. Definitely double wink, yes, no. All right. Dinosaur <laughs> enthusiast and former ADCC competitor, George's St. Pierre. Okay, bye. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> uh, normally I get berated on the way out. All right, lovely. Um, we're going to bring Raph back because I'm definitely curious the roundtable's thoughts. Keith, are you watching uh, a fight between GSP and Khabib excitedly? Like, let's say you've had a tournament all day and it's on and you're tired. Are, is that a fight you're still going to make? Mm, it's probably one that I'm going to make, but I'm probably going to fall asleep through. I, I'm not too interested in watching Khabib fight legends at this point. I'd rather him fight the up-and-comers or the uh, established contenders like Tony or uh, even Kevin Lee. I think that would be a great fight. Dude, 10th Planet stock response. Can I interrupt? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, I hear you guys. I understand. Tony, Khabib, that should be the fight. Dana White even said so about a month ago when we were doing this whole thing. And Dana's like, yeah, it's probably the fight to make happen. Except they try to make it happen four times. Four. And you know what happened each time? Something. And you know what happens <laughs> when something happens that prevents a fight? Maybe you should listen to it. Because if we get hyped for this fight for a fifth time, 
we have gone past the fool me once shame on you phase we are now at clear fool me fifth time and oh god what did i do to deserve this again Ugh, god no i i made this happen that's my fault <clears throat> kev can i tell you my theory as to why they're entertaining this oh so absolutely <clears throat> All right, Marshall Carper put up a post, and he just said, but why, when we put it up today? Here's why. In my best thought, Khabib is coming off the highest-grossing pay-per-view of all time for the UFC. So at this point, you have some of Khabib's followers who think he's a draw. He's not. None of his other pay-per-views have sold. He's been on cards where he has been featured, and they have done well. However, he himself needed Conor McGregor. So that's the part everybody seems to forget. Now, there's this whole concept of maybe Khabib can draw on his own. False. Now that he has interest, possibly he could do well, but you're not going to see him going and jumping into the crowd when they do press conferences, because now that would go against everything he said he stand for. Therefore, it's going to have to be based off of martial arts and respect. Thus, if you're going to do that, bring a proven draw, GSP. The reason you're going to bring a proven draw in GSP is you get that one last little bump that gives Khabib the ability to get a little bit more of an inflated pay-per-view drawing number so that they can hopefully continue to advertise him as a draw going forward. More eyeballs is what I am arguing. Because Khabib versus Tony, I do not think cracks 500k. Can I throw an alternative? We Go reverse Rocky this, and it's Khabib versus Brock Lesnar. The giant <laughs> in the cage, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Keith, do you have ideas on that? Because you seem to espouse a disappointment with Tony not getting the shot. Potentially, we don't know. This could all be bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, uh, like you said, uh, people are uh, they're assuming that, that Khabib is is this big draw now, but I, I'm not as convinced. I know that his, uh, his stock definitely grew with uh, a win over Connor, but let's be real. Like Connor's going to draw eyes to whoever he fights. And Khabib was just kind of like a, the guy, you know, but I don't, I don't know if, I just don't know if like they're banking on this blockbuster pay-per-view with GSP. I don't know if that even sells as well as they think it does. It does, uh, especially overseas. The, the difference yeah, is, yeah, no, I'm, is it as competitive as you want it to be? And I really started thinking about this because I said, you know, people love to put up this idea, which is GSP at his prime versus Khabib at his prime. And I no, really, I've really struggled to in this hypothetical that can never happen unless we get a time machine. And if we're really using <laughs> it for fights, we should probably reexamine what we're doing with that technology. <laughs> but I thought about it and I said, uh, even at his best, Khabib is an interesting equation for GSP. And I don't think the GSP is necessarily at his best, but I think the strategy put forth by his team would be interesting to see. And there's always a possibility mm. you get a puncher's chance. I just feel like at this juncture, we all assume that Khabib would maul a downslope GSP. And I don't think that's yeah. far-fetched. And I think that's where fight fans are a little bit pissed because it would seem that Tony and Khabib, both being at their athletic prime, should be the fight to make. However, right, one more counter. <laughs> one one more. Okay, well, GSP beat Bisping. So let's get that English bitch back in the cage. The Brit versus the Russian in a no Rocky references. Uh, we get Bisping back. And this is win-win. That way we don't have to see someone we like get pummeled. 
we can see what we can test the waters in a fun way. I like that Kevin's throwing gatekeepers at them. He's just like, um, who else? You know you're uh, watching that fight. It's like, oh man, I watched Bisping get slapped in the mouth by someone who has no regard for safety. Fantastic. Because maybe you can uh, <laughs> join me on this part, Keith. But a king of the cage over the weekend. Again, no disrespect to his opponent, but I saw Fernando Perdia go up against a gentleman who, just size wise, I couldn't get past because Fernando was fairly taller than him. And I just thought mm. to myself, I said, I don't know why this fight's happening. I know Fernando pretty well, and I know that he's going to have some sick jiu-jitsu, and he's triangled him. Okay. Well, mm. Mm, okay. I mean, I, yeah, that guy that guy hung in there. He definitely did. I just thought that at the end of that first round, when Fernando got that, like, mounted triangle, I go, well, that's a preview. Yeah, definitely. Yikes. Uh, and, and just, it's different if you know that the other person is competitive in a different way or provide some sort of X factor. And I feel like Mm. we're in that weird phase of UFC fighting, Kev, because where people are just pulling out the names out of a hat, it's just like, well, what weight would it be for Khabib to go up with GSP? And it's like, whatever weight they want to make out, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) whatever GSP weight that he's at that day. (laughs) And it's the same thing you see with just this weekend. Michael Johnson was like, I came in overweight and just kind of shrugged his shoulders. And then uh, the baby goat, Artem, said, eh, you can you can do that weight. You took it at the last minute. I'll give you your money back. And then, you know, he lost a decision that he definitely lost. They don't so, have that steadfast yeah. discipline we have over at ADCC. That's uh, <laughs> It's a different ballgame. <laughs> With whatever KG they come in at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think we understand where they're coming from. I honestly don't care. If it's GSP, I'm at least interested just to watch it from a name perspective rather than, well, this athletically makes sense. If it happens to be the other way around, you just kind of go, I mean, Tony and Khabib is where we should be at. And I feel like we just keep using those promising language before we say anything further uh, kind of a thing that I just feel bad for Tony in that respect. But it also hasn't happened four times and that's hard to get around. Um, anyway, um, I want to just kind of move on because we're going to get to the game in just a second. Keith, did you see anything other from King of the Cage this weekend? Uh, I just watched Fernando's fight. He looked great, um, as always. And, uh, and then I heard that, uh, Cynthia Arceo was in the main event, right? She was rematching that girl who she, uh, they had a no contest in the previous fight. And I think that, I think Cynthia got finished, right? Was it rear naked? She did. It was a rear naked joke. Wow. It that was shocking to me. It, I mean, it was, it was shocking to a lot of people. It was, uh, it was yeah, definitely crazy. tough, and she was trying to fight out of it as best she could. Um, <clears throat> just to kind of give you guys an idea of what I saw over the weekend, our good friends over from Ten Plant Van Eyes did very well. Uh, I believe Elliot went up against somebody from Team uh, Oyama, and uh, they oh, had really? a really close fight. And I'm going to just be biased here because Elliot's my friend. I thought Elliot won, but. Uh, the Oyama gentleman ended up picking up the decision. And it's weird because I sit oh, there and I go, can they really stop with this 10th planet on 10th planet crime? Because it was essentially 10th planet Oyama versus 10th planet Van Eyes. And I was like, yeah. nobody else? There's nobody else here? So uh, there was that. Uh, if you guys get the chance, go up and look for a highlight from our good friend Lance Bush, who finished in major fashion 
with a KO from guard, Kev, uh, with some nasty like elbows and fucking punches from there. And it was it was good to see him get that. So credit to him and our good friend Milton Aguayo, who uh, Keith actually beat for the WWE BJJ title, Kev. Let's leave it that. Stop there. Stop there. Don't say anything more. <laughs> well, why? Because you count that on your record, but you don't count the no, loss. I don't. For like reason. No, I don't 100%. count that one. I would say provide me a list of the 64 names and I'll show you Milton's uh, name is on there. All right, you you could you could edit that. In. I'm I'm sure I'm sure you'll put that in somewhere. Rap cage <laughs> side as always. Yeah, I just like the idea that Keith's just like I'm 64 and oh, and I'm like and one, and like <laughs> it the just fact- confuses people, and then it's it's like come on. I provided my evidence. I didn't just post without <laughs> a very hilariously put together photo. And you know what? Uh, I just think it's it's one of those things where you were not complaining when I was like, "Oh, you're gonna win the title like this," and then you go, "Oh, okay." Oh uh, yeah, you didn't tell me. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, I gave you a shot, and I, I feel like. How did Milton what... do this weekend? I am curious. I didn't. Milton... I didn't actually know he even fought. Milton did win via decision as well. No uh, two very solid rounds in the second and the third. And you know what really sucks is that. Uh, <laughs> there are funny things that you want to say and do, but there's definitely a photo of me when I'm working as a journalist and I can't really coach any of my friends and I'm trying to be objective, but there's definitely a moment of me that somebody got like uh, our good friend, uh, Mercedes got a photo of me looking diligently inside the cage and just not saying anything and looking like Melton, get your shit together after the first round kind of a look. <laughs> uh, so it, it was a great night for our, our friends over I there. I saw a picture of you. Uh, do they? Is it like a? Do they just give the media members like like seats on the side of the little railing there? And trailer. Oh, give you like a. <laughs> <laughs> they did at that point. Yes, they did give me a, a cage. Be like it's just like a fold out chair with like a little like sticky note that says Mr. Sparza on it. <laughs> Well, you know what's weird is like I've definitely covered enough events where sometimes they have a media table and sometimes they, you know, they really just don't. <laughs> Give you a little. And so like but they there. tell me I'm cage side. I'm usually pretty much like, all right, I'll believe it when I see it. And then there I am <laughs> right next to one of the refs. And it's very surreal to me. And I haven't told Kevin this, but it's very surreal to me that you're getting updates on the Dodger game from Mike Beltran. But that's what's happening. He's giving us updates. And, like, I have to say, if you're going to get some bad news in terms of the Dodgers blowing a 4-0 lead, I think you really do want it from Mike Beltran. Because at least he can give you that look that's like, (laughs) hey, buddy, it's not looking good. You got finished. Doesn't feel good. Wait, 4? 4-0? Why is it 9 He's just like, but I can't, uh, I can't, but my mustache is pretty awesome. And I was like, it is, it's just not helping me right now. So anyway, that's what I got for you guys. Kev, are you ready to take on Keith at this point? Do you feel like we've covered enough topics or, oh wait, I have one last one. Kevin, um, you happened to probably not see this, but did you hear Tito Ortiz's latest blunder? No, but I'm <laughs> hold on. Can I guess before? He... Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Got it. So he accidentally blamed the British for the Texas American War and somehow coincidentally <laughs> implied Chinese owe us money on the national debt. 
this is, I don't know. I, I'm not fact checking that, but I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I also can't prove that it did. And that it was Hillary um, Clinton's fault. <laughs> That's 100% that, that, <laughs> that I can tell you. But Kev, over, I guess, the past week, or it was a resurfacing clip because I don't listen to that podcast, but he was on the fighter and the kid, and he definitely was telling Brandon Schaub and Brian Callen that he 100% wants to outlive his kids. And it was bragging about it in a way that was kind of like saying, he just goes, you know, I love my kids. I've been a dad. And I 100%, 100% want to outlive my kids. What possible reason would Tito say that? Kevin? I'm trying to figure out how what he said is crazier than what I guessed it would be. And what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with me that I didn't immediately, I wasn't like, how can I offend someone deeply personal and close to him? Like, I'm off my Tito game. It's good to have him back. I, I don't know. <laughs> he read a YouTube Keith, comment youngest... and was like, I got to quote that. <laughs> Keith, as the youngest person on the show, what would be your response if your dad went on a show and said, yeah, my goal in life is to outlive my child. Uh, I mean, I would just ask why. <laughs> like, what would you possibly <laughs> do? You want to do? You want to watch me die? <laughs> like, it's a weird thing to. I don't know. <laughs> so weird. That's a, like a that's lot a of people realism. need to say when they are given that prompt. Like, no, I want my kids to have a better life than me. I want them to yeah. outdo my accomplishments. <laughs> this is definitely one where if you're the kid and you go up to dad later when you hear this interview and have an idea of what it means, and you go, dad, are you challenging me to life? <laughs> like, I'm not sure what this is. This is weird. So I guess there's no more appropriate way than to say Demetrius Johnson. We're very happy that you're going to 1FC. And I'm very happy that you'll be treated like a real martial artist. That is exciting, I just by the way. just love the fact. And I love the fact that he, was, he said in a press conference today, he just goes, you know what, guys? I'm not the person who does all this bullshit. And we have said in the past he was boring. But then guess what? He heard that criticism. And then with seconds left would be like, oh, fuck it. Flying armbar. Ah, fuck it. I'll finish this guy with seconds left. And he found a way to make himself in that conversation for a goat. And I think that's amazing for him. So I wish him well. However, on paper, trading him for Ben Askren does read like, well, I'm going to take this boring and I'm going to give you this boring on paper. And Ben Askren fans are very not happy with that language. But you know what, Kev? He's called out everybody in the division, and I believe as a way of best demonstrating that. Why don't we jump to the game of Over Under Kevin? And now it's time for the thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another installment of Over Under Kevin. My name is Rafa Sparza. I'm your host for this segment of the show. It is a segment that is so popular. Keith Kikorian has said in the past, hey, how come you guys don't bring on people who actually know who these fighters are and what they're talking about? <laughs> so I said to Keith, well, kid, here's your shot. Now, the way this works is very simple. 
we go through all of the fights out of order. Each participant is given 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. And I give each participant 15 seconds of rebuttal time if I so deem it. And more than anything, whoever gets the most picks correct technically wins. But whoever talks the best amount of trash talk, a.k.a. the opposite of Demetrius Johnson, wins our hearts. Do you both understand the rules, Kevin? I absolutely understand the rules. This time, I was. This is the first time in, we've ever done okay. this. I think I listened, and I was shockingly bored. But I do understand them. <laughs> That's fine. I'm glad. Uh, one of us knows how to host and signpost. Keith, do you understand the rules, and are you able to call upon the part of yourself, a very friendly self? Are you able to call upon the ability to insult? an elder in Kevin Phillips. Yeah, I didn't really know that was part of the rules, but uh, I think I'd give it a shot. It's just, it's hard because, <laughs> you know, I like Kevin. <laughs> That's not what I asked you. I said, are you going to be able to make fun of him? I didn't say, like, do you want to go grab a drink with him after? Because now you drink beer, apparently. Kevin, not now. Not now sign? he doesn't drink beer. <laughs> He's currently <laughs> deep in fasting, True. but... But 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 yeah. Kev, do you take this as a sign of weakness that like this is somebody who's highly competitive? He tells you how many times he's won in a year's span, and yet he feels a little, I would say, tepid going against you. Uh, not only that, Rap, his voice cracked, which through mm-hmm. osmosis made me feel a little younger. I'm gonna pounce on it. This is my chance to put Keith Gregorian in a corner mentally prepare him for the physical ass beating he's going to take here in about a week with just a little bit of a verbal one. I'm ready. Any response, Keith? Mm -hmm. Uh, No, sorry. He said the word ass and it just threw me off. Did you want to say it's hard again? Or were you all set? (laughs) Because I personally was ready for that drop, but all right. All right. Well, why don't we start the game? Say that if someone gets you in an uncomfortable position (laughs) and you are going to find a defense, my man. It's not against the rules. Kevin, he's just a child. All right. Fine. Jesus. 15 seconds on the clock. We're going to start with a... mm, How about we go with this fight? It's a bantamweight fight between Brian Kehler and Montel Jordan Jackson. Kev, you start with this. Favorite nickname matchup potentially ever. Boom quick. That's that's <laughs> this is. But of course, I got to go with Montel Jackson because I think he's going to grab the microphone and slow jam at the end of this victory. 6-0 and about to go biblical. You keep trying to ask and make that happen, but like fetch, it's not going to happen. Keith, who do you have? 15 seconds on the clock, go. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Brian Kelleher. I think he's crafty in both striking and submissions, and I think that uh, in his hometown he'll be a he'll be a he'll be the favorite to win. And I think he, mm. I think he'll take it. Mm. Kev, are you the favorite to win this over under Kevin? Because Keith has put himself out there so much that he can only have a downfall. I'll tell you why I'm the favorite to win this right now, Keith. You mentioned mm. there was some Oreos on the table. You just have to stare at while you're doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no way he could focus on two things at once. Just under unequivocally not happening. He is so focused on that beautiful vegan free treat, that oh, wow. lovely crema <laughs> sandwiched between those perfect chocolate patties. So it's, you, it's hard to focus you've run on out this. of time. You've run out of okay, time. Okay, okay, okay. 
<laughs> Keith, is he striking close to home? Are you able to concentrate? Are you able to look at the Oreos and continue this game? I'm not going to lie. The Oreos have been distracting, and I've been thinking about them, you know, in my tummy for quite some time now, but uh, I'm, 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 I'm fighting through. All right. Well, I'm going to bypass the fact that you use the word tummy and go straight to the next fight and ask you <laughs> who you think will win in a fight between featherweights, Jason Knight and Jordan Rinaldi. Go. Uh, Jordan Rinaldi's a vet. He's been around a long time. I remember him fighting Brian Ortega in LFA, I think, um, a long time ago. Jason Knight, really crafty. Uh, I believe he's a 10 Planet affiliate or something like that. Uh, really good, crisp striking, really, really crafty off his back. Um, I'm going to give it to Jason Knight by submission. Mm, it sounded like he was going to go one way and then pulled back to the 10th planet. Kevin, what do you have for us? You know, I really hate when people do that to me. But Jordan Rinaldi sounds like a soccer player. And what is a soccer player? He's not a fighter. I'll tell you that right now, Raph. I'll tell you that in my ESPN talking head voice. They're just not fighters. See how quickly they go down? I'm going with Jason the Kid Knight as well because I do believe Keith does understand things named kid, just just not candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keith, now that you're hearing a, a veteran trash talker, what have you learned most about Kevin within our short time of doing this game? He really hates me, apparently. Correct. He's, he's, wow. no, you, okay, <laughs> I should have just said on, it beforehand, so at least I ripped the Keith, Band-Aid off, but... Ah, Jesus Christ. Kid, you know this is part of the game, right? Like, you know that he doesn't actually hate you, right? It doesn't feel like it. No, no, no. This, You know what? I felt bad for you for a second, and then I realized this is part of his strategy, Kevin. Look, Are you picking up on what he's trying to do here? I'll tell you about this game. It's hard. It's, it's so hard. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the best sound. If we ever have a best of of sound clips that introduce the show, we're gonna one hundred percent pull that clip. Twenty minutes. Be like, yeah, it's time. It's hard. So we'll we'll do that. Uh, All right, let's go to the middleweights. Kev, you start off on this one. It's Carl Robertson versus Jack Marshmallow. Go. (laughs) sorry as you said i was like no it's oh god it it looks a lot like marshmallow (laughs) the hammer from south wells is who you're referring to i'm gonna go with carl robertson because here's what i know about people from south wales nothing don't trust it i'm going with baby k fair fair keith what do you got for us 15 uh carl robertson's really good uh he kind of stormed out with his performance on the contender series or whatever um, but I think that uh, Jack Marshman's been around a long time. He's kind of he's come off a few er, few bad losses, but uh, I think he's going to turn around with his veteran savvy and submission game. Does it feel like Keith's cheating with all this research? He clearly did. It really does. I actually just know this to be fair. Oh, oh! Like, you might not believe through it, osmosis. No, what do you them. plug in at night, and the internet plugs you with information, or were you watching and just mentally recording it? No, I've been like since I've been like twelve. I've just I just search guys' records and I have sort of a photographic memory, so it just kind of computes and yeah. Cool. Well, you that does qualify as research, memory? contrary to popular opinion. But I do like your style. Okay. Well, well, yeah. So I've been prepping for this for eight years. Your apparently. Honor, fraud on third level. <laughs> We've had three strikes. Please dismiss the witness. And to be fair, I didn't even know we were doing over under Kevin today. I, I thought I I don't know. 
Mr. Flores didn't really tell me why I was coming on, uh, but he definitely did not say we we're doing over under Kevin. So just so you know, 100%. Yes. But also I asked you for the availability of two weeks. When do I bring on guests for two weeks at a time? I thought maybe you were testing out a new co-host. Ouch. No. Oh, here. See this. He, just <laughs> when you think he's out, he stabs me. No. He just hits me with a shiv right in the ribs. And more importantly, why would I choose you? I don't know. I thought we have good repartee, you know. We have an okay repartee. <laughs> I make everybody look good. That's my job. He thought you were going to go younger, Ref. Well, he thought not, like a not midlife everybody. crisis. I mean, Kevin's still on the show. So. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we oh go. now he's trying to get in his digs when we're not even in the game. I see how you work, young man. Oh, I didn't know I was going to do this. I'm just so magically good with my photographic memory. Bullshit. You know exactly what was going on. And that's why I didn't tell <laughs> I you. I actually didn't, but... Oh, you 100% but... knew what was going on. You did. No, I didn't. I did not. Mm. I did not. Um, Your Honor, well, the curator. Then let's continue. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> We're going to continue on. I just want to make sure the young man knows that it's bullshit that he didn't know. He's a frequent listener to the whole show, Kev. I just find it very conspicuous he wouldn't know. So why don't you tell me, Keith? <laughs> Who's going to win between Julio Arce and Shaman Mores? Go. Julio Arce. That's actually a really good fight. Uh, Julio Arce, is, I think his only losses are Brian Kelleher, who is lower on the card than he is, which is ironic in, in a lot of ways. And then uh, Shaman Mores is a WSOF transplant. He, uh, he did really good success over there, and I think that uh, I think he lost to Zabit last time. or Pick one. Might not have been Zabit, but... Uh, <laughs> I think that, uh, oh gosh, I think that Julio Arce is going to take it by decision. Good job. Photographic memory, apparently not really good at hearing sounds. Kevin, what do you have for us? 15. I'm going with Shamir Moore. That new, <laughs> I didn't hear the bell. That new SWAT show he's been doing is crushing. Huge fan of his. Glad to see him in MMA. <laughs> uh, looks great. So I'm, I'm, it's an easy one for me. Fair enough. Keith, I like that Keith's like, I didn't hear the bell. Jesus. Hey, Keith, on that's that how last you know one, the kid's done boxing. Did, Carl Robertson or Marshmallow? Did he pick? Yeah, I picked Marshman. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to say this for your pick. At least you're pulling back in your candy expertise. Well, Marshmallow just. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we revisited that. <laughs> let's go to our next one uh this one is a let's say a middleweight match between david branch and jared this is a dumb name cannoneer so kevin tell us who you think is gonna take it yeah cannoneer plus 340 by the way in this fight the kill a gorilla 10 and 4 i'm taking the heavy favorite David Branch, ranked number seventh. He's going to go twenty-two to four. I really don't know anything about these two fighters. Except Keith, Cannonier what do you know like about Cannon them? Bear, what? You don't know anything about David Branch or J- Jared Cannonier. Oh, not off the top of my go head. Go on, Keith. Oh, Give us oh, a nice. I have a weedographic oh, memory. It's different. <laughs> well, first off, this is Jared Cannonier's middleweight debut. Um, he's a really, he fought a heavyweight in the UFC, actually. He's really big, really strong. David Branch, also very big and strong. He was a light heavyweight champ at WSOF. Also, I think Jared really only carries power into this matchup. He doesn't really have any other ways to win. And I think David Branch has a good enough chin to, 
uh, eventually to weather that and eventually take the win by decision. Okay, okay he's going to win by decision. Look at this. Um, Kevin, can you also tell us who's also very strong? Um, sure. Every opponent in Keith's ADCC division, that's, uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Or did you have someone in specific? No, I just uh, – Keith, <laughs> in all of his book reports he's given us so far – it's just been like, well, this guy is a very strong guy, and he, he's a big guy. And said that once. Definitely said it twice. You definitely described both of those gentlemen as big and strong. Okay, well, twice in the same pick. Oh, whatever. photographic memory, but apparently can't remember how many times he used the word "strong" in a recent two-minute pick. Wow, good <laughs> to know. All right, Kevin, here's a question for you. Actually, it's for Keith. Keith, who's going to win in this welterweight bout between Ben Saunders and Lion Good? Mm, this is a tough fight for Ben. Uh, Lyman Good is a really good striker. Really, uh, I was about to say strong, and I realized maybe I am saying more than one. Um, <laughs> he's he's really seasoned. He's uh, he fought Askren back in Bellator for the belt. I think he actually had the Bellator belt. Um, but uh, even still, I've been training with Ben a little bit. Been looking good. I think Ben takes by uh, submission. Mm. Well, okay. as much as Kevin, I love 15. tough seventeen alumnus Ben Saunders, at least I think is it fifteen? No, I don't think it was seventeen. <laughs> it was Killaby. Regardless, uh, regardless, <laughs> as much as I love the tough seventeen alumni class, I am going <laughs> with Lyman Bad, baby. I'm ready. That should be his nickname. It's Cyborg, but I prefer Lyman Bad. Good. I always enjoy this because every every time we passed up the name David Branch, I always want to do Michelle Branch songs. There you go. Uh, to uh, kind of like say like, because he's everywhere, but I didn't do that <laughs> this time, guys. So you're all welcome. Save it for uh, the victory. Move, <laughs> thank you. We're going to move to a middleweight bout between Chris Weidman and Jacques Array. And Kevin, you're going to tell us who you think is going to win. I'm actually putting 30 seconds on the clock. I'm seriously surprised Vegas has Weidman favored in this fight. They have him at minus 185, which isn't a lot, but it's more than I thought I would give him. I am going purely jujitsu here. I mean, I'm not a brown belt that doesn't wear a belt, but I am someone that knows a little thing about competition. Not really. And I'm going with Jacare Souza, even if he loses both arms. Get ready. Okay. Well, that's a lot of a lot of stigma there, but thirty seconds for you, Keithington. Uh, this is a really really good fight. It's one we've been kind of expecting for a long time, or hoping for for a long time. Kind of wish that it happened a lot sooner. Back when Chris had the belt, I think that would have been really cool. Um, Jacare was kind of stuck in limbo for a long time, but here he is. Um, these are pretty much two of like very similar fighters. I think the big difference is going to be Chris Weidman's wrestling. He'll be able to dictate where the fight goes. Um, not that Jacare doesn't have good wrestling, but I feel like Chris is going to be a lot better, good enough to keep it on the feet or take it to the ground. So I'm going to pick uh, Chris. Uh, I'll say by decision. Chris by decision. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. Kev, do you have any cross examination for that one? Yeah. Um, what's with all the wrestling comments? Also, here, mm -hmm. I thought you were a mm -hmm. nogi grappler in the Bravo system, but I guess mm. it's, I guess it's all wrestling and strength for one Keith Krikorian. 
Okay. Instagram. I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, no, I'm going. <laughs> oh, is someone better walked in? I we just oh, right. immediately I'm got so sorry tossed out to be interrupting sorry, you with no, our podcast. Sorry, it's sorry. fine. No, sorry. It's my roommate. He uh, um, he said he's not going to class right now, so I'm gonna have to take notes for him. But whatever. What type of class? It's a it's an honors 300 class, so it's like an upper nerd honors class. Come on, got him. Keith, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna I ask had you heel who... hook honors classes, but that's cool. <laughs> California's next level. Why? Why in college are you taking honors classes? Like that's the whole point. You do them in high school. Yeah, it is kind of weird, but it's like more of like a, if you graduate with honors, it's just like I don't know. It's like something you can kind of tip your put in your resume. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, he still believes that. That's adorable. It's adorable. <laughs> I don't want to break it to him, but you know what? We're not going to spoil it for you. You just keep doing you. What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? No, world, no, world it's fine. Really, pretty that's, easy after college, right? <laughs> that's the next podcast. Yeah, we're going to get we're gonna get on to a few topics. So, Kev, here's what I'm going to ask Keith: Who's going to win between Adam? Nope. And Marcos Rodrigo de Lima de Nevadad de C de No. Well, uh, at heavyweight, I think that uh, I'm going to have to go with Marcos uh, de Lima. Um, honestly, I don't even remember much about him, but I know he's a more established name. And uh, it is heavyweight, so anything can happen. I'm sure Adam wears Zeus Kirsten. Not, not our, not the jujitsu Adam with a weird last name. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't think he has uh, as much experience as Delima, so I'm going Delima. Kevin, quick, know. act. The kid doesn't know who's fighting. This is so embarrassing. It's just so embarrassing <laughs> for him. Why would you come on a show to pick fights that you don't know about? Oh, I didn't know. Mr. Sparza didn't tell me. Fights. Yeah, look, the candy obviously used to be what fueled the intelligence. Keep us posted if the honors go south with the sugar. I'm just curious. I'm kidding. But I know your generation. It's all sugar and uh, Ritalin. Anyway. Adam, where's all your time? Adam, where's is from Poland? <laughs> Polish people don't lose in the heavyweight division. They drink, they win, they crush. I want to point this out. <laughs> I've never had more of an exception to letting someone go over their time than Kevin going on that streak. And I like that Keith's just like, "You're over your time, sir." And it's like, "Well, first of all, narc, um, calm down." So there is that. I just want to make sure we're very clear on this. All right. I don't think we've done this fight yet. So if we have, then whatever. But it is Shane Burgos versus Kurt Hollaback Girl. And that will start with Kevin. Kevin, go. Hollaback Girl. I don't know. <laughs> that's the. That's easily the. I, what fight is this? Hollaback versus Burgos? I'm going yeah. Kurt Hollaback because he's gray in his picture. That's an easy Band-Aid one. Interesting. All right, Kev's going with Hollaball. Keith, what are you going with? Uh, I was going to go Hollaball. Uh, pretty gritty, been around a while. He actually got uh, his win on the Contender Series overturned for that IV that he took. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was kind of silly. Um, but Shane Burgos, good striker. Um, he had a lot of hype coming in. I, I think that he'll get it done by uh, TKO. Okay, so you think Burgess is going to get it done by TKO. Kev, what has been our success rate with people giving extra conditions whenever they make picks on the show? 
probably better than not knowing the fights, but whatever. Did he say? Do you recall? Hold on, hold on. I want to go back. <laughs> Do you remember who Adam is? He R Jitsu, Wiseorik, <laughs> or Marcos Rodrigo de Lima? Household oh, names. You know his name. Yeah, there's the whole bit. If you've listened to the show, you know that's what I do. But if clearly <laughs> someone doesn't pay attention with their photographic memory, bam, got him. Kevin, what were you going to say? I'm so still distracted by the candy expert title. I'm sorry. I just, I'll try to get past it. I'm just trying that's to fair. take notes here. I understand that, Kevin. I'm not saying he's an expert at many things. But I do agree with the stance on candy corn. Speaking of candy corn, there's a lightweight between Matt Fravola and Lando Calrissian Venata. Go. Um, who? Oh, I was just that was going to be a you pick it, but oh, sure, Keith. Okay. <laughs> what? 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 I just <laughs> no. I'll, that's how it works. You alternate. Keith? You a hole. Oh, you have to go first. Sorry, next. no, I you thought know, I went first. I hope they go so over the ADCC me. rolls twice. I'll go with Matt Fravola, <laughs> the Steamroller, because I love that nickname. <laughs> I think that would actually oh. help if they did the ADCC rules twice. <laughs> they are really confusing. I, I'm just just saying. Anyways, I'm gonna take Lando Banana. Uh, I, I I don't really know much about Fravola. I know he has a, like a sort of a a good amount of hype coming in. Um, I think this might be his first fight, but uh, I think Lando Venado is going to get it done. Mm. Kev, he's not seeming to know a lot about these fighters, which I thought was really sad. These are these are prelim fighters. Come on, it's tough. You're a There's prelim no fighter. Watch your mouth. I'm not even a prelim fighter. <laughs> exactly. Okay, you can't he even get groovy. on the card. Lando Groovy Venado. Come on. Love it. You see, um, you thought you thought that Steamroller was a cool nickname. It is. Mm-hmm. Keith, groovy, that's I mean, that's pretty good. So bad at remembering how we do this, even though you listen to all of our shows. So right about the now <laughs> is the time when I tell our guest what. Uh oh, the bet thing, right? <laughs> yeah, good job, Keith. So why don't you tell us what kind of bets Kevin has lost in the past? Um, I don't actually remember which ones he's lost. I only remember like the bets that have happened. Um, I think that uh, Milton might have like made you say that he was like a, a more or a superior human being or something like on on air or something like that. Um, I, mm. honestly, I don't see a lot of whole, I don't see a lot of follow through with these bets to be honest. Either either way. He has a point. You're about to um, so this I don't time. remember a whole lot of them. That's 100% for sure by setting yourself up for a giant fall here. Kev, do you mind filling <laughs> in the person with the former photographic memory until now for some reason? Sure. There's been <laughs> social media bets very much so that have happened. I've sent a shirt to some people or they've sent shirts to me, um, which I guess we didn't properly publicize on social media. Sorry, especially Nate Harris and his nasty AF shirt. Love that thing. Uh, I am still waiting on Ryan from uh, one of those BJJ shows, Central something, to show off that shirt. And, uh, you know, typical bragging rights. We're not big. Sometimes you just have to uh, say something sincere into the camera. And maybe, you know, really simply, we could just make this uh, the standard 10th Planet bet. You just denounce your gym and where you train uh, and your college <laughs> if you lose. All three. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll denounce my college. That's fine. 
<laughs> yeah, that's really the toughest of all things he has to experience. I just like the fact that Keith, you know, you're trucking on as hard as you can here. And I feel like we're just exposing you as a fraud for somebody who knows fights. And that's okay. I get it. I understand. You're a fan of the show, except you hate us. But it's fine. It's it's okay. <laughs> I want to make sure that we continue and stay on task and go through. And we're going to figure out who's going to win this women's flyweight match. And Kevin, you're going to start it off. And is it Sahara Eubanks or guest of the show at one time, Roxanne uh, Modafferi? Yeah, I gotta go with Soraya Eubanks. This girl's violent. Any anywhere mm. from what is a heavy reach to uh, what I believe is a pretty solid ground and pound game. Sahira Eubanks plus former Tonight Show fan. I don't know if it's the same family. It might be, but uh, Sarjay, it is. No. Very very black, not very black. But what do you got for us, Keith? Uh, yeah, I mean, Cesar Eubanks is, she's strong and tough and, uh, all those things. Um, but I, I think she's, I think she's very sloppy and I think Roxanne, uh, she's very seasoned. I think she can get it done by decision, probably with a takedown. Intriguing. Or something. I find this very intriguing for this sense though. Kev, have you heard of the fact that like Eubanks is really pissed off at Joe Rogan and says at some point for disrespecting her, they're going to have to meet each other in a post-fight interview situation. I did not know. Why did he disrespect her or how, I guess? He was just flipping about it. Keith, would you like to fill us in on this? I actually didn't hear about this. It's kind of (laughs) awkward. What happened? (laughs) Essentially, Joe kind of dismissed her. Not like really but just when he's doing the group shows and is kind of saying some bullshit about her and uh, she did not take kindly to it she was saying wow how could you say this about me and you know the hard part is this when Joe's around the other guys he doesn't want to look bad in front of like Brandon Schaub no <laughs> oh, yeah, God super- <laughs> Lord forbid that you look bad in front of Brandon Schaub so she was basically saying that she not only takes issue with Joe Rogan's disrespectful comments, but that at some point they're going to run into each other. And she says, Joe's going to know who I am. Joe knows who I am. He knows who I was before he said it. He didn't have to say that on his blog. I thought it was disrespectful. So I'm not happy with Joe Rogan. He can't avoid interviewing me. One day he's going to find himself in the cage with me and a mic, and I'm going to let him know exactly how I feel. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, it's just very uncomfortable. Now I hope she wins for sure. That's great. 100%. All right. So both of you are going that way. Oh, no, you're going for rocks. No, no, no. I'm I'm taking Modafferi, yeah. Nope. I'm going to write it down however I want. So thanks, kid. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to our next fight. Derek Brunson versus Israel. Adesanyarita and Keith. I believe you start us off on this one. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a huge believer in Israel Arasanya, uh before the Brad Tavares fight, but he looked really, really good in that fight. Um, showed he can really uh, pick apart like a good grappler. Um, and I think Derek Brunson is a the more efficient grappler, but I think that Israel Arasania can do the same, sort of the same, same thing, and uh, get it done by decision. Kev, what do you got for us? I am going to. Well, let me use Keith's analysis. Israel yeah. Adesanya is strong. 
He's Very tough. Strong. He's got grit. Oh. He's often in the weight room. Guy's athletic. Uh, it's all about the wrestling and that speed and those other attributes that are all synonyms. Israel Adesanya, the last style bender. And Kev, don't forget, it's also important to add a season of the Ultimate Fighter in your analysis. And <laughs> just even if they weren't on it, just so that you can say it and be like, I was a big fan of what they did on um, that one season of the Ultimate Fighter. And you know, I think you really proved that he's a guy until he didn't. So you know, yeah. But I'm I, not a believer. That's my bad. I normally just pick tough seventeen, but I can I can get more that's generic hilarious. with it. Keith, you have a response to that? No, that was that was that was pretty unreasonably mean, but whatever. I'm used to it, I guess. <laughs> It's all right. It's hard. It's very. It's 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 one hundred percent hard, guys. We're at the very last fight, so here's what we're gonna do: putting thirty seconds for each of you to go ahead and say who, here, and what. Here we go. It is, I guess, our main event for whatever reason, because God hated this event apparently until this happened. Daniel Cormier defends one of his titles that's not being taken away from him versus. Derek, your friends just barely heard about him about three weeks ago. Lewis, I'm going to go ahead and have Kevin start us off. Despite my passion for public nudity, which is long standing, and I really love me some Derek Lewis, that was not a good fight he won. And it wasn't that long ago. It was very recently, as opposed to DC. That was a good fight he just won, and it was a little bit longer ago. To me, this is simple honors fighting math. I am going to go with the Vegas unanimous heavy favorite, Daniel D.C. Cormier. Mm. Keith? Yeah, I think I really like. I, it would be really cool if Derek Lewis just cracked D.C. and, you know, wobbled him and then, you know, finished him super dramatically. But I just I don't really see that happening. So uh, more likely, I think D.C. is just going to Keep him at range, get a, a crackdown single, get him on the mat. He's just going to smother him, probably finish him there in, like, maybe the first three minutes. Ooh, three minutes. Wow. All right. Well, gents, we get to that point where, in case we have a tiebreaker, and Lord forbid we do here, we usually say <laughs> who wins the performances of the night and who wins the fight of the night. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. Who do you have for your two performances of the night and the fight of the night? Yeah, this is, uh, first of all, my specialty. I'm so good at this. Performance of the night one goes to Jacare. Performance of the night two goes to DC. Fight of the night goes to the style bender and his mistress, Adesanya versus Brunson. All right, Keith, what do you have for us? Gosh, dang it. Um, well, I was going to say DC performance of bonus. Uh, I was going to say Chris Weidman and Jacques Array's fight of the night, and then I was going to say Israel Asanya as uh, the fight of the night. But, or sorry, as uh, Israel Asanya gets performance of the night, but uh, I don't know. Kevin kind of picked like all of those. So, um, gosh. Uh, performance uh, of the can I stick to that, actually? Perf- well, what was your fight of the night? Fight of the uh, night is Jacques Array and Weidman. Oh, okay. Yeah, we should be able to. Yeah, and then. Adesanya, uh, he'll get performance of the night, and then so will DC. So, no, we're good. We've got parity. We, we've got a little there. we got a little cushion just okay. in case. Um, okay, cool. 
All right. Well, you know, we always defer to the guest, or you would know that if you pay attention enough on our show, Keith. So without, <laughs> you know, without, you know, forgetting the fact that you're a college student and we're podcasters, so we make no money in jujitsu, or at least we don't make your prize money that you win every time you win a goddamn event. Can I rescue the kid here? I've got one. Yeah, I'm ready. yeah go for it. Because I've it. been so mean to him because he just fucking deserves it. But I, I should be nicer, so I'm going to offer um, uh, a candy corn olive branch here. Number one, do you own one of our shirts? He does. I do. He bought it. Yeah, Your Honor, objection. No leading the witness room. So you could <laughs> maybe give, a, if you lose, a 45-second to a minute video Explaining why in our verbal tab shirt, candy corn are in fact a mm. superior and ranking candy, and I would like the subtitle to say Keith Corian, candy expert, ADCC hopeful. <laughs> uh, I really hope that you don't win, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's okay. We can do that. In exchange, if you win, I'm happy to do a minute video explaining why you're the clear front runner for your division. And it's stupid not to pick you uh, as the winner for ADCC. Well, uh, I already had a bet in mind, though. Can, Go for can it. you hear me out? Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, do you, just a quick question, Kevin. Do you sit down and watch the uh, the UFC events in whole, or do you just watch them in pieces, or do you just watch the main card? How does it work for you? When's this one? This one's this Saturday. I will probably watch the card. It's 50-50. Okay. Um, so... I guess we, we we won't be able you wouldn't be able to fulfill the bet until a later event, but we can figure that out. Um, but I want you to either uh, during the course of the entire event make a a, a time lapse video of you drinking four Slurpees, or it doesn't have to be time lapse. It could just wow. be you drinking four Slurpees or eating right. eating two whole Little Caesars pizzas. This what is a it? lot of food, kid. First you, of all, I don't know no, yeah. what plan, I, right? I eat. Oh, Kevin seems into it. Yeah, two Little Caesars pizzas. And I know that this is going to seem weird, given that I am fatter than you. Oh, 32-year-old metabolism does not work like that. I would have <laughs> a dairy problem, and i need some lactate pills. Here's what I could do. I could eat <laughs> one Little Caesars pizza over the course of an event, for sure. Okay, well, one whole Little Caesars pizza. You could do it? Yes. Okay, perfect. All right, that's a good one. All right, in exchange for a one-minute verbal tap shirt on all things endorsement of candy corn. Uh, you said 45 seconds the first time. What the heck? Well, now well you added you a were trying pizza. To kill him. Don't you put the steaks in with your fourth thing. <laughs> you're trying to send me into sugar shock. What the shit? <laughs> Fine. Kev, it's, I've never had anybody on the show ever just say, have Kevin eat an unhealthy amount that is beyond the dose required for a personal day's worth of food so that he may get one <laughs> step closer to death. Uh, That's Juan exactly Ma what just happened. did try to kill people. me with the pizuki. I saw one of those. I still am going to have to work up to that. Oh, those are easy. That's fine. You Pizuki's really good. You 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 say that you couldn't, but if you really like put your heart into it, a pizuki is not hard to do. Uh, by well, yourself. I'll do that after this one. Then I'll just okay. Get a sense I owe him. I appreciate <laughs> that. Okay, I have a little more confidence now. It's basically the plot to leaving Las Vegas, but you've just changed it with sugar, Keith. We're very excited that you're going to come back next week because I asked you yeah, to come back next week. 
because yep. that's what happens with guests who do over under Kevin. Okay, I got it. I got it. Jeez, right. Louise, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I thought, you know, I thought you would be able to pick it up. I thought you were smart enough to figure it out. Well, hey, are we just going to keep him for shout outs or does he need to get out of here? Um, uh, my class is actually starting like now. I'm going to be pretty get late. Get the hell out of here. Um, All right. Keith yeah, Krikorian, you can find him on the social here, medias. Yeah. He's a beast. Watch him compete. He always pushes the pace and will fight anyone anytime. Is that about cover it? That was so nice. Where where was all that during Over Under Kevin? You know how that works. You're supposed to be mean until it goes. Stop asking questions. God. Leave. We'll talk to you later. Go learn. You have to okay. take notes for your, your roommate, okay? Goodbye. I do. Yeah, I do. Bye. Thanks, guys. All right. Raph, if I was going to trade Demetrius Johnson... I would have for sure tried to send him to a different sport in return for someone else. And this, I I can't believe it wasn't, hey, WWE, we're going to send you, I I mean, this is a real, just off the top of my head, Demetrius Johnson for the rights to, Raph, give me somebody. Uh, wait, Rousey's right too much of a front. That's too much of a first round draft pick. Like we don't want to sure. like a third or a first round. The WWE is not going to go for that unless we throw no. in John Jones and I'm willing. So if that's on the table, what maybe, about John Cena? Do you want to pull in John Cena? Oh my God. But that feels like we're, that's going to cost us our whole lineup. It's like you get Khabib, Connor, uh, Weidman. You know what? He's part timing right now. Okay. So, and by the way, Gary Toden, guess who just showed up and is uh, fightable at one championship now? So I'll just mm-hmm. throw that to him. Um, your new, your new buddy in the division. Not really. I guess one thirty-five versus one forty. He can make it. I like off. that somebody was asking me. They're like, "Oh, when do you see Gary taking on uh, Eddie?" And I was like, "Um, not for a while. Half past, never. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a, a good amount of time." This, this is unprecedented for me though, just because it feels like such a fuck you trade. Like, it really mm. does feel like sending Kawhi's like, I want to go to the Lakers. They're like, perfect. How's Toronto, yeah. Canada sound? <laughs> uh, it's 24 degrees and it's August. So enjoy. This has a lot of that. And maybe it's good for all parties involved, but I do think 1FC got the better of this. And I'm just surprised there wasn't someone we could send like, okay, here we go. Was it impossible? Was it not at all in the works? to send Demetrius Johnson to Bellator for Rafael Lovato Jr. If we're just throwing out some hypothetical trades. You know, it was an interesting moment was they asked Lovato about Bellator and Joe Rogan did a hard sell where he just goes, I heard, man, I did hear that. Man, I wish, I wish you were there. And Lovato's like, I'm very happy where I am, Joe. I like my job, <laughs> Joe. And Thank he just you, is Joe. Like, he just goes, yeah, but you know, I'm just really sad that I don't get to like, colony or fights and you see lovato give him a look like that's great bellator is amazing also my job is great joe don't ruin this for me so i thought that was a lot of fun um you know kev here's the fun part i i think the interesting aspect of this is i think one fc will be able to television market demetrius johnson way more than we'll eke out some pay-per-views out of ben Askren. However, there is some fun to be had in this. 
Well, they oh, mentioned food arrived. Sorry, that's what that sound is. If you can hear my dogs in the back, <laughs> right, or it's food from the monkey room. About an hour and a half, uh, about ten twenty minutes before we started the podcast, Victoria and I were sure. like, "Let's coordinate this." And I set a schedule up, and uh, sure enough, look at that. It's Keith's fault. It's they showed up actually twenty two minutes ahead of schedule, which is good for them. <laughs> but this is great. The mutts were very excited. They don't give a fuck about your schedule. Where's that? Food? Uh, but but to be very blunt. Uh, Askren versus Darren Till sounds fun because Darren Till is crushing him on social media. Uh, Ben Askren versus Colby Covington. Great. Colby thinks that he's the a card on this when in actuality, uh, he's an idiot. So yeah, the two of them trying to trash talk each other might just be magic. Uh, ben Askren makes a, a good matchup for a number of people. So, yes, and Dana's already said today that it's going to be a top five person. So, you know, he's trying to pass through. Uh, it makes sense for all parties. I say put them on the same card so that way you've already got your immediate backup in case somebody falls out. And then guess what? You've got a Ben Askren there to save the day. I just want to point one thing out about this Ben Askren situation, though, Kevin, that I'm not sure you're picking up, but I'm definitely getting on our side. With Ben? Yeah. And you we, cut out just a brief part, but I get, I get, I think we heard you. Sure. The one thing that's really unfortunate about the Ben Askren situation is we get a lot of people who really loved his cast a net out and just insult everybody. But we I, also... His meme work is top quality too. Yeah, with the uh, I just saw the Twitter like, please unblock me, boss <laughs> Dana. Which is that funny. was the one thing that made me laugh. But the weird part about it is, I titled it as, "Oh, this is actually funny." The other stuff he's done has been, "Boof, that's pretty corny. Oh, that's pretty lame. Oh, that's terrible. That's stupid." That one made me laugh. But underneath that, Kevin, we've gotten a lot of people who've sent in notes that's like, "You gotta like Ben Askren." And I was like, mm, "Not really." But he's a great fighter. He's just soups boring, and even his fans argue boringly. So, no, I don't have to, but I can definitely agree. He's amazing as a wrestler. Does he make the best fights? No. Is he dominant? Yeah. Do I have to see that all the time? I like that. Uh, well, we'll see. Because you and I, the subtle jest we've had is that we just don't know that we got something great in this trade. And we you definitely know lost something fun. He definitely has a bigger platform to do what he does. And I like when people were saying, man, like, oh, it sucks that he has to he has to go and call everybody out. I was like, he's been waiting to play UFC this whole time. Yeah. He knows the game, and he knows that he has to do it. So you can save your fucking, well, Ben Askren's so pure. Nah, nah. The person who gets that now is Demetrius Johnson, who goes, you guys market this. I'm just going to play some video games and show up when you want me to fight. And God bless him. I hope he gets his money, because that man put in a lot of work for the UFC. And uh, even Dana White today was saying, you know, I don't, it's really a shame that Demetrius never connected with the fans. It makes me really sad. It's like, says the one man who could have done more to promote him. But I digress. And I keep saying we like I'm on the team UFC, by the way. I'm just yeah. really happy we've started trading. This oh, yeah. uh, we It feels as though we're inching closer to needing like a trading deadline. We sent mm-hmm. Connor briefly to the minors of boxing <laughs> with the Major League Payday. 
and it's just a fun time. This is great. I didn't even hey, know you could do this. This is fantastic. It's unprecedented. And Kev, here's the beautiful part that I think about it so much since they've brought this up. Could we be at a point where they say, send me your champion? Not, hey, we bought out your organization, but one FC, send me your guy. Scott Coker, fuck you, but mm, I want to see Lovato against one of our guys. I mean, it's it seemed way more far-fetched last week than it does this week. I agree. There's a lot of implications for this. It's going to be fun. Yep. Fun year uh, MMA, and that will do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. It's time for some shout-outs. Mm. Went and visited uh, Shivali out there in Charlotte, North Carolina. So props to the people of Charlotte, the South, putting good gravy on things and making some grits that are mm. undeniable. And we went to an Indian food restaurant. That, oh, my God, Raf, wow. Hadn't had good Indian food in a while. The guy even said he, uh, the, the owner and Somalia of the place was like, yeah, we were just in Denver. You don't have very good Indian food. He's like, that is correct. We do not. So I'm hoping they'll bring it to us. Uh, so from the people of that uh, – Lovely place. Can chipper. you postmates organizations to come and just live where you are? I got to start. I got to get this guy involved in some franchising of some <laughs> recipes. We, we just need to talk. That's going to do it for me, Raph. Uh, let's start by saying shout out to the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. L-A-J-J-C. Um, training Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday. Got a great note from Eric Medines who sent – a photo of him cleaning the place. So I don't know, Kev. Would you like to see a banner of verbal taps there at some point? That would be cool. That would be cool. So, you know, he asked us, and I'll look into it. I said I'll talk to my people, and we'll let you know if we'll give you the honor of being in the verbal tap business. Also, yeah. I have to go research, like, how much it costs. and like. No, Raph, just send it to uh, the verbal tap banner department. They're oh, on right. uh, floor three. Oh, 4-3. Okay. 4-3. Make believe lane. Yay. Okay. <laughs> I'll go ahead and send that out real soon. Because you know the dumb part is? I would process my own mail if that was it. Be like, ooh, who sent me? Oh. All right. I'll file this in our little cabinet over here. Make believe cabinet. That joke oh, went on for too long. Hey, I want to make sure that people know that Valley Martial Arts is a great place to train. I'm training there. Been there a ton. Been getting great training loving it so if you guys ever want to train with me come visit over that way i also want to give a big shout out to our friends i know i shouted them out earlier on the podcast but there were big wins for both lance and milton and the guys were saying they go man they couldn't just give us three wins something had to prevent us from getting those three wins and you know what i say to that kev they did win three times that night at king of the cage the haters just decided not to let it happen so to my good friend elliot you had an amazing fight i'm very proud of you my man whenever it's a split decision you know it's close so there's no disrespect to your opponent but it is kind of odd when two judges go 30 27 one way and the other way it's just kind of wacky so i'm just saying split decision we understand 30-27 for one guy and 30-27 for another guy. Especially when one round, one of the guys was kind of, you know, on bottom trying to hit a Kimura. And that was the only thing they did. Anyway, I digress. I'm not going any further. Respect to everybody who played. 
Love that. And big thanks to King of the Cage. I really appreciate being uh, credentialed. It was the 20th anniversary of the event. I got to see, uh, you know, Dean Lister, Rampage Jackson, uh, Joe Daddy Stevenson, and Javi Vasquez, a friend of the podcast, all being inducted into the King of the Cage Hall of Fame for their 20th anniversary. And that was something special to see. So I was very happy to see all of those people and all of the great, great fighters. I'll go more into detail on the grappling hour this week. And if you guys haven't heard it yet, uh, check out Grappling Hours uh, Sunday Confessional. I did a very nice little story about my good friend Elliot and uh, what he said to me that I thought was super cool after his fight. And um, there's one more I'm supposed to do. Oh, I know who it is, Kev. This one, I think, involves both of us. Hmm. Um, shout out to AJ Agazarm. Why? Well, you know, he just put up a post that said he's going to probably start a podcast. Awesome. And, you know, normally that's in the news section, but I thought this actually crosses over into the shout outs because the minute AJ starts a podcast, he's going to make us look even better at what we do. I'm excited for he and Kit Dale's podcast to make their debut sometime mm-hmm. half past, probably not. Right. It's going to be fun. You know, I look forward to three and a half episodes of barely committed to doing it and then really weird smoking weed with the Diaz brothers. At least that'll be a good episode that because then we can finally get the answer. How much is AJ paying them to be his friend? What's the number? and episode three with mario lopez where mario lopez just takes over midway and goes hey buddy i got this remember this is what i do so anyway aj algazarm thank you so much for making us look better by proxy it just it warms our heart and it warms the heart of all of our listeners and kev i think that's going to do it for me this week hey that'll do it for us this week on verbal tap i'm kevin thank you for listening good night and good fight it's hard it's <laughs> the number you have dialed has been changed the new number is please note the new number is